Hey everybody, welcome back to This Is About Movies, the podcast where we talk about Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Dial of Destiny. A little bit. Uh, today, this only, only this episode. This is uh, Stuffy Nose Jeremiah. Yeah. He's a little sick boy, but uh, we are, we got a, a good conversation for today and uh, <laughs> we, we do, hope that- We do talk a little bit this, about Indiana We do. <laughs> we hope this isn't your first time to the show, but if it is- Thanks for being here. And uh, check us out on Discord. There's a link in the description. We're going to try to get it working. There. Yeah, we had some trouble I just with realized that. it might We're not real be bad working. at Discord, but you know we'll what? We'll get good. We're getting we good. We'll get there. But, hey, you know what? Click on the link. Jump in the discussion. Tell us where we're wrong, where we're right, why we're dumb, all that <laughs> stuff. And leave us, uh, le- leave us a little review. Yeah, give us a rating. Uh, uh, especially if you're inclined to give uh, five stars or... You know, a thumbs know. up or something. Yeah, we like those. Yeah. Uh, but that really helps us out. Helps more people hear the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's good. We'll be growing, boys. We hope we hope you enjoy today's episode. Uh, lots, to, lots to talk about. Some about the movie, some not. But uh, go see the movie before you watch this or listen to this one. It's a fun time. It's, it is a fun time. If you like Indiana Jones, you'll probably have a good time. It's a, it's a shame um, it's not doing so hot. Unless it is now. Maybe it time, is. Yeah, maybe it's uh, okay. 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 I hope I hope it makes money. <laughs> yes, that would be good. All right, let's jump into it. Okie dokie. It took me a really long time to find out how old Indiana Jones was. They make that crack about, that was during the Civil War. And I was like, how far off of that are you? He's supposed to be 90. Oh, no, no, no. He's supposed Not to be. in the movie. No. no, no, no. <laughs> they did a, um, Lucas did a live action TV series set in the 90s. And he's supposed to be like lower 90s. He's born in like 80, 18. 98 or 1899. There was a live action Indiana Jones TV show? Yeah. Was Harrison Ford in it? Nope. When was this? Early 90s. I remember there was the young Indiana Jones series. Yeah, that. But he was young. Not old? It was Did it was, it was an- old him telling stories. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that was a TV show. I just thought that was like a series of like straight to DVD, straight to VHS movies. Was it? A bunch it might of be a TV. I don't remember. As a kid, I, I don't, you know, it, I don't know. So <laughs> I remember seeing a couple of them. I think it was a TV show. Yeah. So he's supposed to be like one year older than 19, whatever it is. So this is like 69. So he's supposed to be like 70. Uh-huh. I found when I was a kid, my, so I wasn't allowed to watch much. And Indiana Jones is one of the things I wasn't allowed to see. But my best friend, had seen all of Star Wars and seen all of Indiana Jones, and I just had to like v- live vicariously through him when it came to that. <laughs> and so he would just tell me what we were doing when we were playing on the playground, as you know, trying to play in Indiana Jones or whatever. And I'd be like, "Cool, all right, we're doing that." I don't know why we're doing that, but I, it's exciting. You're not doing it. Well, I haven't seen the movies, yeah. Brent. <laughs> Brent, <laughs> tell me my motivation. <laughs> so then, one day I was at a garage sale with my parents and there was this sort of like hardback little book like a little novella and it was a indiana jones book 
And uh, the name of it escapes me at the moment. It was uh, oh, there's a bunch of them. Like it was twenty uh, of them, I think. I think it was Indiana Jones and the Valley of the Kings, the Valley of Kings. But it's a young Indiana Jones book. It's when he's a kid, mm-hmm. and he's there with his dad. His dad's doing some stuff, and then his dad kind of leaves him during the day to just kind of fend for himself. And then during the day, that's when he gets up to to mischief and goes on adventures and stuff. And it felt very much like the Hardy Boys. <laughs> uh, like that type of book, you know, it's very like, what would you call it? Like intermediate reading level. Like it's not, it's not beginner, but it's definitely not hard. There's not a lot of complex sentences, <laughs> but I remember that book being such a treasure to me because I, I couldn't experience the films, mm-hmm. at least not at that time. So that was my only way aside from, you know, playing with my friend on the playground. Like that was my only way into that character to, to get at this character who's yeah. really cool yeah and so i read that book over and over and over again and uh what's funny is i re i found it uh right after right like right before or right after my daughter was born and so when my daughter was super little uh i w- and you know you just had to hold her for long periods of time i would just try to read books to her mm-hmm. and i wouldn't read little kid stuff i would just read you know i think i read a little bit of harry potter to her uh, and then i little read a little bit of like a few chapters of this Indiana Jones book. Um, we never got through it. I don't remember why. Just, you know, parenting is Well, yeah, I don't, but I don't know why to a little, like a little, little kid you would read like really dumbed down books. Yeah, because it's it seems I mean, counterintuitive. Yeah, like, I don't know. You're not enjoying <laughs> it. They don't know what enjoyment is. Yeah. And if the whole thing is about them hearing language, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't want to be like, hey, it's the first letter of the alphabet. Like you want to go fully into Harry Potter and hear Mm -hmm. a million different words, not the same 300 words that rhyme that we put in little kids' books. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there are different opinions on what's best and what's not, but I, I it felt right to just <laughs> would, be like, hey, I feel like I would I'm going to just like read, you, book, yeah. read you what I would read, and and, yeah. and you can just enjoy, what I enjoy, enjoy the sound of my voice. Yeah. Hopefully it's not grating your ears, you know. Yeah, and it you know it was fine. It was fun to read to her. So, but And then when she's a little bit older, we'll probably read through it when she actually knows what's going on, you know. And, and whatever happens, never show them Miss Rachel on YouTube. Oh, it, it's too late. Yeah. They immediately know it's for them. Yeah. Like their eyes light up. It's and way you're too like, late. No, no, no. Yep. No, no, no. Who showed you this? Who do I have to No, go? we're actually, we're actually, we've, we're, we've been converted. We're big fans of Miss Rachel now. Um, because Rhea has learned so much. Like we've, Jenny has been very good about teaching Rhea a lot of stuff. So much so that like they actually went to the farmer's market this morning and there were a lot of people there this morning and it was pretty noisy. And so Jenny couldn't really hear what Rhea was saying. And Rhea uh, signed to her what she wanted. Like, she doesn't know a lot of sign language, but she knows enough to get by. And so Rhea just, like, because she understood that, like, Jenny couldn't hear her, she just signed what she wanted. And Jenny was said she almost started crying. <laughs> she was, like, so <laughs> proud of her. She was just like, wow, like, you did it in a situation where it was, like, necessary because we couldn't communicate. I was like, dang, look at your little like, friend. <laughs> was like, look so. little frontal lobe sparking. <laughs> look at it. Anyway, so yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about. Just for, <laughs> oh, Miss Rachel, all that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, the now that she's a little bit older, I think the little kid stuff is actually really important because to us, it's like, oh gosh, the basics. To her, it's like this is the most exciting thing. <laughs> 
ever. And you got to remember that, you know, you got to remember that anytime you teach somebody, anytime you bring anybody into something new, even if they're adults, like you have to remember what it was like for you to experience something the first time. And so that's, uh, you know, especially if like, I, like I play a lot of board games and card games and things. And so it's, it can be easy for me to like start trying to explain complex subject matter because I know it's important, but I have to remember that like, <laughs> it doesn't matter to somebody who's new to the game. They have to, they need to learn the basics first. Um, it's the same way with kids, I think. But yeah, when they're that, so young that it doesn't a... matter what they understand that it, I think the, the thing for me reading the books to her was more just bonding. It had nothing to do with her. <laughs> I know she doesn't understand the story, you know, but anyways, that was, that book was a treasure to me. It was really cool that I refound it. I don't remember if I kept it with me or if I ended up finding it in my parents' garage or something, but it's just cool that it's lasted that long. It feels like an, like a relic. It's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a cool thing. It has this like brown, a for you, like yeah. a brown hardcover to it. So it feels like it was like all thematic and, it's not a it's not a good book. Reading it as an adult and being like, "Oh yeah, this is this is rough." Like it's not <laughs> it's not very good. But as a kid, it was the greatest thing ever, you know. Yeah. So, it's cool. Well, yeah. I mean, just a, just what just the subject matter alone, no matter how well it was written, yeah. you did were going to love it. Did you ever read Frank Peretti? Yeah. Some. Yeah, so he had this series that was like a, a knockoff of Indiana Jones, but it was a family of archaeologists it was like parents and then their son and their daughter <laughs> that's so weird yeah i mean it's christians love they eat that stuff up like love family adventure <laughs> the thing time. that i i want to love but i feel like i can't because i'm a christian can you just make it for me but they love jesus you know <laughs> so it's like it's like that and i love that stuff too there were some really good stories in there like as a kid i i um i wish i could remember what they're called i'll have to uh, if you know, hit us up in the Discord. Tell me what they're called. Uh, there was something else that wasn't from that I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> I almost started talking to you about it as soon as we walked in. But then I was like, nope. But we saw Indiana Jones. <laughs> the last of us two again. We saw Indiana Jones. We did. And the dial. The special guest Randy's dad. Of Destiny. Oh, that's weird. I got a text from somebody that does not normally text me. But I realized that almost everybody that doesn't respond to text messages for me are, are millennials. They well, it's it's, and I, I, it's I, very it's much anecdotal, like, but I don't want to bother you, but answer this whenever you can. Like, that's what a text is to a millennial. Is it? I think it's so. It's not what it is to me, and I'm very much a millennial, so I don't know. Uh, No, I think me and you, like, I get mad when people don't text back. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? It's a mobile phone. Yeah. Just I answer. know you have it on you, <laughs> and you've seen it. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm yeah. like... It's been 10 seconds. You should uh -huh. have replied by now. Like, someone, someone, I saw something somewhere that was like, there should be a button that just says, hey, I saw your text message, but I didn't have the perfect response. So uh, <laughs> I waited three days and then forgot to respond. Yeah. No, that's like, There should that's be a button that just like you yeah. hit that. So it lets me know, okay, you've, you have at least seen it. I, and that's fine. I understand that anxiety of like not having the perfect response. <laughs> something. That's fine. But completely ghosting me is is just dumb, Inf infuriating. Oh. Yeah, and I yeah, but I mean, because it's what's the I worst. Say that, but I do it is too. They'll to ghost some you, and then five days later they'll send you a meme, and you're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll like, I'll even leave it unread intentionally, because you can, because on iPhone, yeah, 
with even with read receipts, uh-huh. you can read it without it saying red. Right. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll have read it without it knowing I've read it, and then I'm like, I'll get around. I'll always answer eventually, but if I can't formulate the perfect response, or if I know I want to type out a long response, I'm not gonna. I'm maybe not doing it. Like maybe I'm busy right now. You know. Sure, but I'll, I'll hit you. I hit you tomorrow. <laughs> I'll hit some point. But for something like yes or no, ooh, if you if you don't hit it in like thirty seconds, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you? I know you read it. I know you saw this. <laughs> <laughs> Answer back. Answer back. And then ah. I'll put my phone down. And then like thirty minutes later, like they'll text me forty times. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, I didn't. I didn't see it. I actually don't like read response or read receipts or whatever you call them. I do for like a business setting. Yeah, for business stuff, I guess it makes sense. But to me, it's like, I'm not going to police you on reading my text messages. It just seems so weird. I always, and and, and when it says that they have it on, that will sometimes deter me from texting them at all (laughs) because it's like, you can't control me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't know. So. It just seems I mean, weird. I like, especially for stuff like you're just saying something to me that I need to know. Mm-hmm. I don't need your package. That's what the tap the door. is for. You but just I thumbs up. I don't, boom. There I you go. It's done. Need, I mean, that's that is what a read receipt is. But I'm saying that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, instead of you spying on me, I can just send you the thumbs up and we're good to go. Just like encourage that culture. Like, don't. I don't know. The uh, reverse of it even, is toxic even getting to, me. to where like that to me is an emoji. And emojis, emojis like to me are kids. Not an emoji. The tap back is not it an totally emoji. is. Although you have to use emojis when you're talking with Android people because they can't <laughs> they can't see the tap back. Uh they can now. Yeah, but it, it still is like so and so replied with a thumbs up. They liked it. Uh, and this is what no, they said. They and updated. then Siri reads the whole thing to you or the Android thing. They updated now it's in Apple's court. Now it's uh, an Apple score? What yeah, Google updated it to where it's fine on their end now. You can see Apple's responses like that, and it's just floating like a little sticker on the thing. Okay. And Google users can respond back in the same manner, but Apple's OS now Doesn't reads it, it like Google's used to read oh, the Apple. Oh, that's funny. So now it's on Apple. That's hilarious. <laughs> you going to play nice Apple, or are you going to be a jerk? <laughs> You got to share this playground. <laughs> yeah, that's but originally it, w- it was that for the longest time. Like yeah. I, I have a work phone that's an Android, and we get to pick what we get. Uh, so like half of the team has iOS, mm-hmm. and like the network manager has <laughs> iMessages, and when he sees something, he'll just thumbs up it. But to, to every Android user, it's your network manager thumbs up the message, and then it quotes the whole message back to you, and you're like, this is useless. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> Like, I wrote the message. You don't have to tell me what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a PC at home and I, I like the PC at home, but I have a Mac at work now and I didn't used to. And I don't know why I ever switched to PC at work because having everybody on a Mac is just so nice. Just to airdrop stuff. Yeah. Like just to airdrop. It all just, and the fact that everything works so well, like I don't like the... Well, okay, so I won't say I don't like it. I do like it. We don't use it, the whole, like, combined desktop thing where you can just, like, move your mouse to the edge of the screen. Yeah. 
and then like your mouse goes to another computer in the yeah. room. I was like, it's a pretty cool idea. And the fact that it works so well is kind of scary. <laughs> but, and it was done. We turned it off because it doesn't work with how we do stuff. But it's like, I'm, that's cool that that's there and possible. And so. Oh, airdrop. Just, just airdrop. Airdrop's pretty great. So. I give it a thumbs uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we watched Indiana Jones. We have. I just want to tell you, we do. Also, Spotify now has the ability to comment about episodes, like leave an actual written review. Saw that today. Ooh. But, anyways, somebody on Apple, iTunes, whatever they call it, Apple Music, uh, someone give us a one star review. <laughs> <laughs> so that's who that's for. They're probably like they talked about nothing for. An I mean, hour. I've seen an hour. I've seen and then. Like, Older people be like, oh, I meant to do five. How do I change it? It's like, well, think that's what it is. You ruined my ratings. Thanks. Ruined my ratings. Ruined. No one will ever. <laughs> you pulled my five star, perfect five stars down to 4.75. <laughs> How could you, it's Grandma? Fine. It's fine. We're fine. I was trying to rate you five. So, I would never. Speaking of old people. Uh, There's four. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Also, our theater was full of a lot of elderly people. Which Dude, I walked pretty... in before you got there, and I was the youngest one by, I would say, 30 years. <laughs> which we did, to be fair, we did see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny at, at noon, noon. <laughs> on, on July 4th. On the 4th yeah. of July. Uh, which, I mean, I would have honestly expected more people to be at the movies during the day on 4th of July. I expect it to be busier midday than at night since everyone goes out for fireworks and stuff. But, yeah, but it was like, oh. It was all just old people. Oh, old baby boomers. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, that Harrison Ford, he's so I handsome. I love and So uh, what did you think of the movie? I remember not liking the fourth one. Yeah. But I've never watched it again. Same. <sighs> I, I mean, I know it was... Spoiler, uh, stupidly about aliens at the end, and that like made me hate it more. But I really didn't enjoy it at the time. I don't know what about it I didn't enjoy in 2008, but I don't know. I really did not like it. Mm. This one uh, was a fun ride. I feel like going back to the other one now, I like it should be the same enjoyable, and I don't know why it wasn't, but yeah, like I, I'm. It's like really, I'm kind of like it, this one made me confused why I didn't like the fourth one. Is actually is actually the feeling that I had mm-hmm. walking out of it. I was like, why did it not? That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like a it was like a roller coaster. Like you get off of it going, that was fun, but you don't get off a of roller coaster going, what character development? You know, <laughs> uh, it's just a fun time, and it was. But that's kind of all it was. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a fun time. It was definitely a good movie. But yeah, really, I'm just more confused why I'm okay with this one, but not the fourth one. Yeah. But I haven't, like, I haven't gone back and yeah, searched it I or haven't, watched it or anything. I haven't seen it since the theaters, so I don't remember. And I actually liked it when I saw it in the theaters. Uh, but there were extenuating circumstances around that. I had like recently broken up with my girlfriend at the time, and there was a huge group of us that went to the theater, and the theater was also packed, and she had brought like another guy with her, 
and I was like so distracted by this and just could not, I was just like jealous and upset. And so I was just like, and by the way, this was a midnight showing, which midnight showings were super popular in my town. And so we waited in line for a few hours, like a couple hours before the movie. So I had two hours of like thinking about the (laughs) fact that like this girl that I still had feelings for was hanging out with another guy. And then I, so I went into this movie, like, I'm going to love the crap out of this movie. I'm going to have such a good time. I'm going to laugh so hard that she hears me laughing. Right. I'm having so much fun. Right. So anyway, so I had, I actually liked the movie, (laughs) but he's like showing popcorn. They have, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) She's like, turns around. It's like, what's wrong with you? So yeah, I don't actually know if I liked the movie or not. <laughs> Maybe I did. Who She's knows? like, this is why I broke up with you, Randy. But I, this, yeah, this. You're like, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so good. But yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I thought this one was fun. Like you said, I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, it's really under, you know they underperforming. It is. That's not that surprising. Well, I mean, like but, it hasn't even made its money back yet. I mean, like it, like it, like at this, at this point, it's writing off a loss. Yeah, I'm wondering though, like how many movies like this that are sort of encores for movie series that were popular in the past. Yeah, uh, you know how many of them are actually doing well? Like the only one in recent memory is Jurassic World that did well financially. I mean, they're all looking at Top Gun. They're all looking at Top Gun, but Top Gun's Top Gun's different though. Like they didn't just like they're not just like, hey, it's one more adventure. Like they Yeah. They the, like I mean, that's what they're looking at though. Going, they made it from the be, ground yeah. up as like, hey, we're gonna make the best airplane movie ever. <laughs> and they did. And what was that? Star Wars. Episode right, yeah, four. right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for real, like even though they kind of just like aped Star Wars, it's still like the filmmaking in it is phenomenal like it's so it's just a good simple adventure they're not trying to do anything else and so this one actually feels i don't know it feels true to form when it comes to indiana jones like everything it has a lot of like the the things you know the staples it's got like it's got Indy. He's got his new sidekicks. He's got, there's like a kid, a young kid involved. It's him being really there's grouchy. some like, he's always grouchy. Uh, there's, you know, animals that he doesn't like. There's, uh, he, st- he still hasn't learned how to use chases to carry a gun around right. and plan ahead of time. There's yet. some, some good whip action, not as much whip action as I would have liked, but there is some whip action. And then there's some great chase scenes. There's actually a lot of chase scenes in this movie. Um, really, and those were really good. They were intense. Uh, I had a lot of fun with them. Yeah, I was I was physically dodging. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing is, it's like you know, a movie that you know, part of the reason I think why people really like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom and all that stuff is because they kind of feel, at least to me, this is because I watched them years after they came out. But to me, they feel old in a good way. They like not only does the film the filmmaking like it feels as old as I feel like the setting of the film is. So it has this quality of like, it's not a movie. I'm like watching something real. It's very, it's very weird. And not many movies are able to capture that. Well, yeah. Indiana Jones does do that. Indiana Jones, like the new ones. For me. And maybe this is why, part of the reason why King Crystal Skull didn't do as well. Uh, There's a lot of reasons, but maybe this is one of them. It really doesn't feel like that. They don't feel old. They feel very new like the way that they look 
the way the technology that they're using to make them, they feel very modern, <clears throat> but they're trying to tell stories that are like old. And so it feels fake. It feels put on. Yeah. And I think that's maybe why. Well, I mean, even that's fine, but there's something about the original three Indiana Jones that, yeah, like you're saying, they feel as old as the setting is telling you they are. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of a, an odd thing. When the movie, it's like the story of the movie is like competing with the technology of the process that it, it took to make it. Like even just the opening section of Dial of Destiny is you doing mental gymnastics the entire 30 minutes just going, that's not Harrison Ford. That's a fake Harrison Ford. That's not Harrison Ford. That's a fake Harrison Ford. Oh, that one actually looked really good. I could believe that. Oh, nope, that's not Harrison Ford. That's a fake Harrison Why Ford. Why are they so oh, against? Harrison Ford talked, and it's old Harrison, voice, Harrison Ford's voice coming out of a young Harrison Ford. That's a fake Harrison Ford. <laughs> and it, you, like, can't pay attention to the movie because they're so, like, they just want you so badly to believe in a lie. And it's like, look, I get it. Like, we're all, they're acting. They're not really these characters. I mean, yeah. Okay, we get it. But when it's but like. everyone else <clears throat> isn't a cartoon. Right. When everyone else is real and the it's, one it's, person it's isn't. Indiana it's Indiana Jones, like, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it just, it's just weird. And it, it takes you out of the movie. It's like, no, we don't believe that's a, and Disney's all about this right now. They're all about like de-aging. the de-aging. And it's like, no, Disney, I don't believe that that's a young uh, Carrie Fisher <laughs> playing Princess like, Leia. Like if you did like, it, if, I know that she's not that young. If you did it for so everyone it just, in the film and they all look that, that's one thing. Maybe. I told somebody, I was like, I, this is what I would love. I would love for them to, <laughs> to like make a movie with an actor I don't know who's yeah. an old man and de-age him. That way I don't know that they're de-aging him. I just think, oh, this is a, something's weird. With his face. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like the movie, uh, well, like, like Bo is afraid. Like, like he'd, be, he'd be in the dark and his face is like too bright. And you're like, right. stop it. Yeah, it's all, that's the thing. It's like weird. You know, we know enough about movies now. We've seen enough of them. The human race has that uh, we know when something's off. And that's not to say that like the work that the VFX guys no, it people looks, did it like it, it is the best good. version of that it that I have seen. Super good, but it's still not. It's not on that it, par yet. It's not that it looks fake. Like it, there are times when it's a little off. It's just that I know that Harrison Ford I, isn't that I young. Think it, well, I think it's like literally <laughs> photorealistic. But when you're moving and like like something with transitioning, that one frame, that one frame is perfect. And each of those 24 frames you're putting uh-huh. in a row, each one sequentially, perfect. But when you put them in a row, <laughs> there's something we haven't got yet. Like, we yeah. haven't we haven't, we haven't done Dolly, it yet. We're still clawing <laughs> our way out of it. So, yeah. I believe we're getting close. Uh, I believe Maybe. we will be there in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, probably more like 5 or 10. But, like, yeah, watching that was kind of painful. <laughs> Yeah, and it was just like it was a cool section. Like the what was happening was cool. It was a fun like I- adventure chasing through the train. I liked all that stuff. I liked all the other characters. I loved how everything looked. The you know the filmmaking was really good. All that stuff. I loved the thing where the gun shot like you know the gun on the train shot the train. Yeah, like it's that feels very Indiana Jones. Like something. It's almost like there's a lot of like there's a lot of Jar Jar Binks in Indiana Jones, of just like. <laughs> You know, failing your way to success, just like stumbling so into success, which is, you know, and Indy's more like 
he just takes advantage of those those things. And that's part of what the Uncharted series capitalized on was taking that idea and then your your health bar is luck. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, that kind of thing. And then making it a part of the character and really, I don't know. But what's just funny is like, if you want Indiana Jones, the best Indiana Jones is Uncharted 4. (laughs) Just go go play the Uncharted series. Or Uncharted 2, (laughs) Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 4. Like they're both better Indiana Jones than Indiana Jones. But they were all inspired by Indiana Jones. A lot of people don't like the gameplay, but you know what? The story is good enough that it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, set pieces I, I would have said Laura awesome, Croft so. too, but the best Laura Crofts are the new ones that they remade, and those are more like survival, almost horror games. Yeah, than Indiana Jonesy, but they're but they're good, but they're a lot less Indiana Jones than the original ones were. What like the like the when they were really nasty. Yeah, three D polygon levels. Is that a bear? I think it's a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think that's a dinosaur. Look at that thing. <laughs> oh, it's big. But I thought um, I thought everything after the whole young Harrison Ford thing, like when he's older, I thought they did a really good job at making me believe that old Harrison Ford could do the things that I see him doing. There was only a few times where, you know, because I, I love the movie The Irishman, but there's there's moments when you see Robert De Niro and he's, his face has been de-aged. Yeah. And you know he's not actually that young. And you see him like try to do stuff, and it's like, oh, he's moving like an old man moves. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just he's supposed to be a young man in the movie. And so when you see him moving yeah, like an old even man. In, even it, in <clears throat> that, I was going, well, maybe that's how they moved in the 1930s. That's, you know? that's <laughs> your mental. Yeah, but right. They're not They're not doing the same stuff. But there's definitely those moments where like like when he's trying to curb stomp that guy and he kind of like shakily just kind of walks. You know, you take that. You know, and you're like, oh. So there were moments, there was like one or two moments in, in Dial of Destiny where that you could see older, like Harrison Ford does something that's like, oh yeah, he's almost 90. <laughs> like that's why he hobbles around like that. But in this movie, he's supposed to be like in his sixties or seventies or something like that. Right at 70. Yeah. yeah. And the movie does a good job of acknowledging it and being like, yeah, he's old. Like, and I'm like, great. Let's not tell ourselves any lies about this. Let's just let him be old and have to like, you know, like he's just narrowly escaping like <laughs> disaster at every turn. Like then that's a fun movie when the movie is acknowledging it. And I think that's great. But when it, when it tries to, you know, make him, more or younger than he is or other stuff it doesn't it just doesn't work yeah and then also like they keep (laughs) for it to be like he's old he's barely escaping stuff and then like well who's gonna go down and grab the thing from the ship 100 meters underwater him him of course (laughs) the old guy yeah right (laughs) the old guy who hasn't been trained to do any of this that's the other thing too is it's like (sighs) i feel like they really tried to set up Indy's, uh, Indy's son in the last one. Yeah. Is it Mutt? Yeah where, did, yeah, where did he go? Well, he died. They say that in the new one. Oh, did? Okay. Yeah, he has that moment where they're just like, yeah, he's like, it's actually a really emotional moment. Oh, is that why they but, separated? Yes, yeah. Okay. It, they pulled the... Uh, yeah, I should have... They yeah. were like, oh, Force Awakens did that. Let's do, <laughs> do it again. But it, it's funny, anytime there's a movie like that where there's, you know, one film ends with the family together it's like well the only way forward is to break the family apart like you can't (laughs) 
Unless you're Frank Peretti and you're trying to, you know, hey, let's do a this family adventure. The whole family goes, you know. Now you got to keep that in. And then it's, work that then it's silly. An hour you know? ago. So, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Or you just cut that part. Whatever. <laughs> so. Call back. Yeah, but I think they were really trying to make, what's his name? The guy who plays Mutt. What, was that Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. Character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he. LaBeouf. I think they were really wanting Shia LaBeouf to be the new indie. And then. Yeah, even that felt the weird. movie. The movie wasn't that great. He's not. And in, then he's also not he's Indiana Jones. He's just well, him as a person is interesting and and you know not safe <laughs> for a franchise like that. Well, so yeah, that too. I mean, but even apart from that, like he's the kid from Even Stevens. Like he's the goofy guy, and he's perfect for that. He's not. The guy, he, I mean, he's a pretty he's, good actor. He's not the technician in Eagle Eye. He's not the main guy in Transformers. He's <laughs> not Indiana Jones Jr. He's just not. Mm. He's the kid in Peanut Butter Falcon, or, or the or the weird uncle in Peanut Butter Falcon. That like that's fine. He's not an action movie star. He's just not. He's the goofy. Mm. Maybe it's that why it didn't work then. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. Anyway, I think they just wanted to so badly, but now then now that it's like, okay, well, that's not gonna work, so Indy's just gonna do it all the time. Like I don't like how do you have another one that isn't just a rehash of what we've already done where it's like, yeah, yep, Indy's old again, because you know old, it's like he's even older now. He's even older now. Like it's just I mean, and they've ended this one with him back with his family again. And it's like, okay, well if you try to do another one, which not saying that they're going to, but I don't know. It just feels like I don't I really don't feel like this didn't <laughs> feel unless, unless it's know. CG Harrison Ford. At that point they're just gonna Yeah. That's what they're banking on. You know originally well this is what he says. I don't know that I believe him. Uh, Lucas was like, I had originally planned on doing five and finally finished the fifth one. Really? Five Indiana Joneses from the inception of Indiana Jones? You planned five movies? So don't, when people (laughs) say that, when they say, oh, the original thought was to have this many, they weren't, they probably didn't write them or work them out. They just no, he had thoughts. After three they were like because he couldn't come up with another script for the fourth one. Well, did, yeah, they didn't, or that, or they just didn't want to make. They were wanting to move on to other things or whatever. Like there was just. I mean, but even five. Same thing with Star like, Wars. Like he had ideas five, for the other ones. Do but, six. Do do th- two threequels. I mean, why? Who cares? Because that's because that's how movies work. <laughs> <laughs> no we just does, love we no love our trilogies. Five. <laughs> We love our trilogies. People do four. People yeah, do, do six. Four. No one does five. Quadrilogies five. are the new trilogy. Right? <laughs> Is that how that works? I had originally planned on doing five. Oh, God. You made that up. You made that up. But there's a lot to like about this movie, though. There's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It does look, it's very modern looking, like, as in, like, it's just very clean. But it does, like, the camera work is pretty great. And Mads Mikkelsen. scenes are fun. Mads Mikkelsen is going to. He's all over it. He never disappoints. But I, yeah. I, okay. And so let's talk about the end really quick. Because you said you didn't really like the end of Crystal Skull because it went into the aliens and stuff. And a lot of people share that sentiment. But when you look at the, the series, Indiana Jones series as a whole, there's always like, one, he's always fighting some big, like, government. You know, like, not just a government, <laughs> but a, like a, a system of belief. So it's either the, Nos- the Nazis 
Like it's an extremist version of the government. So the Nazis, uh, a cult uh, in the second film, the Nazis again in the third one, and then the Russians in the fourth one, and now the Nazis again. Again, again. In the fifth one. But, but like and it's a like that feels right. But the Nazis, Nazis have this myth around them that you know, like Hitler wanted was always searching for relics and power and secret art and all this other stuff. So it's like ripe for Indiana Jones. It's like perfect for him. So okay, but there's always this like big, you know, big bad that's got all these like nefarious plans and endless hordes of goons that are trying to to find something. <laughs> you say endless and, hordes, uh, and this guy had two. <laughs> Yeah, two, right? Yeah, no. Well, there were still lots of people to kill, I mean, though. yeah, I know. <clears throat> you know, just, the, uh, there's always that, and then there's obviously the thing that they're looking for, and then there's like a, oh, it, they, it has some mysterious power, and then you're always be like, does it, though? Is it real? Is the power real? Oh, yeah, it's real. But they never, yeah. like, really get into, like, why it's real or how it works. They just know there's some crazy stuff here. Like, don't worry too and, much and, about, and, like... And, like, Indiana Jones is, like, super against it. Well, no, there's nothing against it. He just is like, he's just, is not trying to control it. You know, everyone's trying to get the ring for themselves, but he's not, not really about that. He's trying to like, let's preserve the history here, but let's not try to use it for No, evil. I mean like, he's like, su- like even in this one, he's super denying that. Well, in this one, it yeah. It possibly have any powers when he's seen these things. Yeah, but at the same time, maybe, I mean, the thing that he's talking about is pretty I mean, bonkers, sure, but, but after you've seen... The Ark seen, of the Covenant's also pretty bonkers. After you've seen Ark of the Covenant well, stuff... you could argue he hasn't seen it. And, so. and a dude <laughs> reaching inside your chest and pulling out your heart. And then, I mean, the, and then aliens. Well, aliens, and then also with the... mystical uh, powers. Infinite, like, or the immortal, like, crusader people that were... Yeah, you've already seen that. And then Archimedes, like, some guy's like, well, Archimedes can get time Find dilation. Fishers and and he's like... No, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, whatever, a, 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 a suspension of disbelief that's required because if Indy immediately believes it, then there's no story. You know, it's just like, well, then Indy has to be the crazy one, you know, that's trying to convince everybody. And that's not Indy. <laughs> Indy's not that person, you know, he's got to be, he's got to be the skeptic. I mean, I guess. He's got to but... be the skeptic. That's the thing is it's like every how, Indiana how Jones long, film is just the same thing how long with a different a setting. And and like working in, because all these other things are canon, so he's had 24 adventures on the show that I'm assuming also work in Mystical Powers. Yeah, it's all the same. Format. All the books. So he's seen 50 literally unexplainable <laughs> things. But this Minimum. One. But people are Not like possible. time dilations. Nah, that does no. That's impossible. That yeah, only I, science. Well, only science says Indiana Jones. <laughs> so I again, I have not seen the movie. I haven't seen Kingdom of Crystal Skull since it was in theaters. But I remember liking it, even the, like the alien part, the supernatural part of it. I I love that it always ends up being real. And I don't know. I just liked it. Okay, whatever. Sue me. We get to. <laughs> We get to this and it's like time travel. Okay. Interesting. Wonder if it's going to work. 
like I actually really like the villain's plan in this. Like someone going back to correct Hitler's mistakes <laughs> is really Nazi. Like that's very Nazi of like them. It's just like no, of course there Hitler would be somebody who was like yes. a second, you know, a second <laughs> lieutenant who's just like seen all the ways that they would do things. You know, it's like very much like our mindset nowadays of like well, if it were me that was president, then I would have done it this way. You know, it's like, this is literally everybody. Like, this villain is every one of us. Let me, let me uh, give yeah. me that time, Dallas. And so I thought that was such a perfect thing. And so then as they're, like, getting all the pieces together, I'm, like, in my mind thinking, please, like, they're racing towards the fissure, and Indy's like, you got your calculations wrong, You blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, don't back. Don't get cold feet now. Like, take us to the... I want to time yeah. travel. Like, I want to see where it goes if we time travel. But I was really worried that they were going to, like... The villain was going to... Well, he does. He realizes, yes, I was wrong. And he tries to turn the plane around. And I'm just like, dang it. But then they're like, oh, we're getting sucked in. We can't. I'm like, okay, good. But <laughs> because I was like, no, this is going to be fun. Like, take us take yeah, us somewhere. I want to know where we end up. And you're going to say I'm nitpicking and it doesn't matter. How out of place was that whole like his whole little argument as they're approaching it. What do you Just mean? Dump that whole line. Which line? Dump the dump the whole thing where you're trying to explain to the villain how wrong he is cuz he couldn't have known about continental drift. Like if uh, you're going to go there any like you're proving it wrong to prove it right again in 20 seconds just so the bad guy gets upset that maybe he is wrong. Like the whole thing was just like what am I, what is this? What are you doing right now? He was like, he couldn't have known about continental drift. And he's right. Archimedes didn't know about continental drift. So the calculations would have been wrong. And the guy decides that he's right. And then they go through the fissure anyway. And it was completely irrelevant. Well, no, it's why not irrelevant. You, why are you talking to me about the... <laughs> why, well, no, why did you even write that in the script? Because, why is that a thing? Because as soon as we go through, if we don't have that conversation, then us as the audience go, okay what happened we don't understand why they're there and not in germany and then there's no time for them to figure out what happened because they immediately start getting you shot. don't know why they're why that until they talk to archimedes on the beach no we know because he got the calculations wrong that's all no, they need to know no archimedes got it right no that's every, not what happened yeah every fissure in time led back to that moment it was a it was a trap so he could get more help so they wouldn't be sieged. Uh, oh, so he was trying to call people from the future to yes. come and help Every them. fissure in time was leading back to that moment. Interesting. Okay, I didn't catch that at all. I just thought that he was like, yeah, that's why he built it, but he got it wrong. No, Archimedes assume... mapped it all out so perfectly that anyone who came through at any point was helping them win the war. Hmm. Like that was the genius of Archimedes at the end. I gotcha. Okay, yeah, I didn't get that. I just assumed that they were, that he did get the calculations wrong. And it just happened to be that, like, I thought the whole time that it was like, oh, how lucky that they ended up with Archimedes. And that's all I wrote it off as. Like, I wrote it off as, like, it's kind of corny that they end up there, but whatever. I never got that it was on purpose. Uh, yeah, so. there's, there's something he says when he's talking to Archimedes. Yeah, but I guess I just didn't believe that. <laughs> I just assumed that that was like, well, no, that actually didn't happen. What happened was he got it wrong. So that's why they ended up there. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, how it didn't, like, why was that even in the script? It was just like a throwaway Well, it thing. lets you know that, well, it one, it explains immediately why they're in a different place. 
even though if that's not the real answer, that's that helps us as the audience believe, understand yeah, like more why we're not if, in the right place. Then there shouldn't have been a fissure there. Period. Not not that there was one, the wrong one, the right one was a hundred meters that way. You know, because I don't the, think of the, the location of the fissures were fissures wrong. It was like, that. It was all over the place the that we place. haven't seen. Yeah. Right, I think that's I'm the idea, right? That, I'm, no, I'm hoping that <laughs> these things are like one in a thousand years. Okay, here's the deal. So I don't care how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how it works. All I care about is that it works. That's the fun part for me. That's why I think everybody hated the alien thing because they're like, it's stupid, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, no, but it's cool. Let's just let it be cool. I mean, like, just let it be cool. Yeah, what would be the equivalent for me in the alien thing? Who cares? Would this is not a going, science book. Like, would be him going, but they couldn't possibly breathe oxygen on a on a or nitrogen on a nitrogen rich planet. They have clearly from this skull they breathe sulfuric acid. And then you're like, why are you telling me that? Like that's what that line was yeah. the equivalent to okay. me. And I like there's just like it, it just corny. doesn't fit. Like yeah. there's no reason you should have said it. This skull leads me to believe that they breathe sulfuric acid from vein. And you're like, maybe. I guess maybe if they ended sense. up in the wrong place, then I think they just assumed that the characters would not have time to have a conversation. I guess they just, I don't know. They just didn't think they would have time to have that conversation when they ended up in the wrong place. But I guess because they would have to have it either before they go in or after they go in. And I think they chose for pacing to have it before. One, it introduces a sense of like danger with going in and then two it means that as soon as we go through we can get to the battle and now how do our characters escape this situation whereas if they have it on the other side we go in and it's like now you know Mads Mikkelsen's character is like realizing oh I made a mistake he would have to then go through that whole conversation again and now we're not then it's just confusion and not as exciting so as simple as like well, I don't know. They kind of already did it. Like, why are we here? Why Why are we not in Germany? Why are we at the, here? And then Harrison Ford's like, we're at the siege of whatever. Get well, he, he says it for the people. But, yeah, I don't know. The other characters are being weird. But as far as Mads Mikkelsen, though, he know, he kind of understands what's wrong. But him understanding beforehand and then, like, yeah, but that, I think was But good. that explanation, even if it leads to him understanding, the explanation was wrong. It the doesn't movie, matter if it was wrong. But the, But – then don't say it. Why? That's what I'm saying. It's okay for characters to be wrong. Like they can say things that are wrong. That's yeah. perfectly fine. I mean, like I said, you were just going to tell me that I'm focusing on <laughs> something that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, to me in fiction, don't throw out stuff that's not true. Oh, I love that. I love confusion in, in that sense. Like that's why I love Song of Ice and Fire. Because half the time characters are saying like stuff the that's not real. Was confused. It felt like Harrison Ford definitely had this figured out. And well, I think he thought he did. Well, I mean, that's how anything works in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in the but, story. No, not in a fictional story. <laughs> fictional fictional story, everything that you show me has to make sense, more so than if you're telling me a true story. I don't believe that for a second. And and any like even I think that's even like camera asides in Game of Thrones in the middle of a war don't show me something that's not real. I think if you're trying to dumb it down for your audience, that's what you do. But I think if you're not trying to do that then I don't think that's dumbing down. That's just how the medium works. No. 
Because I think there's there's ways around it. It's like I think there's plenty like a, of time like where a you can. Books, uh, a book's not gonna lie to you. Or... Yes, that's what I've just said. Song no. of Ice and Fire lies to you all the time, and then you have to make the decision on your own on what you think is actually real. Like there's so many times in the in what way, like characters will confidently tell you something. And you just have to believe it until somebody else comes in and says this, this, and this. And you're like, well, wait, hold on. That, that contradicts with this, but these characters have never met. And so they don't know that. And so you, the audience know, the reader knows, but the characters don't know. You know that someone's not correct here and you just have to live with that. Whereas the characters will never figure it out. Some of them go to their deaths, not knowing the truth. And you know, the truth as the reader that happens all the time, especially in the fourth book. Yeah. I don't know. Is there a difference between that and like a limited? I mean, that is a limited perspective is that that's a consequence of it, which I think is a good thing, but it's a, and I'm look, I'm Indiana Jones is not song of ice and fire. That's not good. I mean, yeah, but but there's still something that bothers (laughs) you. (laughs) It's a, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Mom and dad will stop fighting now. We're sorry. <laughs> but I actually really liked that part of the movie. I liked that they went back in time. I liked all that stuff. I thought it was after that when she's like, you have to go back. You just have to because I say so. Okay. I'm like, let him die in back in time. Like, who cares? Like, oh, he wouldn't have got back with uh, his wife. Yeah, but no one cares. Even the movie doesn't care because she doesn't show up until then as just a, you know, whatever. Plus, if you just stayed Which there, it was a, definitely not a, a very sixth of the movie. predictable ending, but also it was nice. It was emotional. Like, it was like, oh, that's sweet. I oh. like that. I like what they did. I like the callback to the first movie. And the, all and that stuff. The, uh, it's nice. It feels real. They get to show his Egyptian friend one more time. They do get to show cream. Salah. And it's like, you know, when, when Salah's like, I brought my passport, I'm like, yes. And the movie's like, no, Salah. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, guys, we came to see Indian Sala. Put Sala in the freaking movie. Don't, don't take Sala away. I don't understand what's happening. So. I'm going with you. It's not an adventure. It literally is. It literally is an adventure. And Harrison Ford's just like, if you know it. Look, yeah. I like you're a little too old for this. Okay, you need friends. <laughs> no, there would have been too many people on the tuk tuk. And there would have been too many people on the tuk-tuk. You know what they do in that case? They get rid of a character. Too many tuk-tuk? Like maybe the, the kid. <laughs> the kid that had no reason being there. Yeah, not really. Sala could have done everything. He, he doesn't did. know how to fly that plane. Sala, if you had put the kid and then Sala next to each other and then said, which one do you think could fly a plane? I probably kid. would have picked Sala Definitely. just because I'm like, yeah, I don't know what Sala has been doing his whole life. <laughs> Maybe he's had time to f- learn how to fly a plane. Whereas like this kid is like 10 years old. Definitely didn't have definitely time. has not time to learn how <laughs> to, to fly, a plane. fly a plane, especially not by using a fake plane in the gambling den. What? Okay. That's how you learn. Is that how you learn? You build fake planes and then <laughs> rich people. Cardboard. Yeah. And they tell you, uh, no, no, no that's he not built his own correctly. Microsoft flight simulator, but out of cardboard. And uh, that's how he taught himself. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the excitement that that, that kid would have had if you just showed a Microsoft flight simulator? I do love that there was a man on the plane with him. And he freaks out. For what? But yeah, then for they never. Who is that guy? They never like do anything with that. Did he so like, like? Did he win some Indiana Jones competition? And they're like, "We'll put you in the movie." <laughs> and he's like, "I don't know if I can remember lines." And they're like, "Can you scream? 
Can you act like you're You can afraid? be in the back of the plane for no reason. Yeah. And he's like, done. Right. It seems like, oh, this is going to actually have a consequence. Nope. He's just there and he's just like, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> then now we know in the what future when they plane? bring everybody back, like that guy just knows, you know, he just knows everything yeah. that happened. So it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. That can't happen in a fictional movie. Why can't it happen? Because it's nonsense. Because it's nonsense. No, it's fine. It's just they should have done something with it. They should. He should. Yeah, but they his didn't. presence. Should so have, it shouldn't have even been there. No, the, it shouldn't have even mentioned. Correct. If they're not going to do anything with it, yes. yeah. But they did do. They should have done something with it because it introduces a like uh, some what unpredictable variables to this. <laughs> like, is this guy going to like do something stupid and what put our happening? put Who our friends in danger? Why is he there? Or, you know, th- like he needs to do something to kind of like add to the story, but he doesn't. He just freaks out and then eventually chills out and is just like, this is cool. But yeah, he needed to do something. Yeah, it's like, more. why? It's why? like they probably filmed something with him and then they cut it. And now it just, they're like, well, we can't remove him from the plane. <laughs> so but we can he's de- just there. But we can digitally de-age this other guy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They should have de-aged him, and I would never have known. I could have been another kid in the back of the plane. Maybe they was. Oh. Maybe it was a kid, and they aged him. Maybe it was a, it was a girl trying to figure out how to fly planes, and they were going to fall in love. But then they were like, oh, that is, we got to cut that storyline. Make him an old man that's sleeping in the plane. <laughs> that's what it was. Yep. That's probably what it was. Oh, man. Well, at least we figured it out. <laughs> at least. <laughs> so there you go. That's how you use de-aging or aging technology is when you don't know <laughs> the age of the person to begin and, with. Uh, yeah, and I didn't even know that guy was aged. Looks real good. Exactly. Looks just like an old man, but he's actually, in fact, a teenage <laughs> girl. Sounded like an old Living man. on a Looked plane. Like that man. sounds like exactly the thing you would find in a young Indiana Jones book is like they'd stumble into a girl who's living on an airplane <laughs> Trying to teach herself how to fly planes who gets sucked into a time dilation. Do you know how to fly this? Only a little better than you. Yep. My dad used to be a pilot. Then he died. (laughs) Now I live in his plane. (laughs) Anything else? That was good. Go watch it. I know we're complaining about it. Or at least I am. It was fun. A lot of people give it bad reviews. That's fine, I guess. It just, I don't know. It was fun. I enjoyed it. So it's fun time. Uh, there's some dumb things, obviously we talked about, but I don't know. Is it is it one that I'll watch again? Probably not. That's there are no aliens at the end, so. there, as far as we know. <laughs> all the Nazis, all know. the Romans. Archimedes could have been an alien. Um, yeah. Maybe Actually, it would have been great just to mess with people jump. if, like, he had a if, like, they show Archimedes' lab and he's got a crystal skull in there. <laughs> they should have done that. <laughs> just for fun. I did like. <laughs> I did like. They found this tomb. He had a watch, yeah. and you're like, what? And on his tomb, there was a, a phoenix with propellers on it. Why does it have propellers on it? Spoiler alert. It was the Nazi stuff. It was the Nazi stuff. <laughs> I really would have liked, too, if they were somehow, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything, but, like, I know the Nazis took that symbol. It's a peace symbol from, like, Tibet or that area and they co-opted it for their own use but it would have been i was thinking at the time how it would have been funny since they went back in time like that's where they got that and took it over because <laughs> they they saw this weird symbol on this dead guy's uh sleeve and they're uh-huh. like oh must be uh must be some kind of cool symbol let's use that symbol <laughs> 
Yeah. But uh yeah, it was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie. I I still am I think I'm still in the camp. I think I definitely am in the camp of I think a lot of good talent was and good energy and effort were put into this movie. And I wish that the same time, talent and effort had been put into something original. I think given, you know, you give the people that worked on this film something or they they come up with something new. You know, instead of trying to just rehash something old, I think we get something cool to like, like we get our, our, uh, that's how you get Raiders of the Lost Ark is you just come up with something new and sometimes new things flop, but obviously old things flop too. Like not every, they're not going to make a lot of money. Like this one is considered a, technically a flop because it's not making its money yeah. back. But I hope, I hope that, but, I hope that this is kind of a call out to, yeah, old things can flop too. Can we do something new? Just do something new. Might as well. Like if you're gonna flop, let let it flop with something new. I mean, maybe who knows? I don't know. This is the only this is the only time that I've ever thought like that's a like gambling on some betting on something proven has already when it comes to movies, is already yeah, it's obvious. You don't you really right now nobody's going to the theaters, so the only thing that people are going to see are things that they already know what they're going to see. Yeah. yeah, it's just the nostalgia thing. It's less, I mean, there's obviously exceptions to that, but yeah, times are changing and movies are not on their way out, but how we view them is, is shifting. And uh, Yeah, but what I feel like super weird out, so. is like everybody now wants a new TV show about something new and crazy and out there. But then like you won't go to the movie theater unless it's... It's probably just the effort thing. Like we, we, we have a... I was thinking about this actually the other day. It was like the amount of like, so we have our, every Friday night, my in-laws have like taco night, right? Okay. It's yeah. Like I've been to ch- that a couple of times this right, year. There you go. It's like a really <laughs> chill get together, right? How easy was it for them to like, like, obviously there's a lot of work put into like actually hosting it, but the process of scheduling it and inviting people is like the simplest thing in the world. But let's rewind back to before text messaging and you either had to plan this out well in advance and invite everyone by calling each and every one of them or inviting them by asking them in person or by sending them a card that was an invitation to come to this thing. (laughs) And then after that initial effort, if it's a weekly thing, then it's just word of mouth, you know, but that first push there's a lot of time and effort spent to try and get people to come to this thing. Whereas now it's like, Hey, we're having taco night tonight. You want to come? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll come. But like, if I told you, Hey, August 17th, <laughs> mark your calendars. Cause we're having a taco night. Why taco? One, you would forget <laughs> Two, Like it's just, yeah, right on that calendar. Something in my life would change and I would cancel it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like how everything now is like, we don't plan too far in advance when it comes to like social things like this yeah if you plan it way in advance so i feel like the movies is like it's not the most important like if it's not a wedding or a graduation or if it's not like a major life event and you plan it people won't more than two weeks in advance that they're they're, coming yeah oh yeah sure i can come i'm not coming (laughs) yeah exactly so so how does that apply to movies so movies is just like i can easily just watch up watch something at my house or I can take the effort to go to the theater and I can pay extra money and I can 
you know, do all this stuff. Now, look, I, I'm a fan of going to the theater. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, how do people but this is not, the, this is when I love the theater. It's the mindset of like, oh, I'd rather one, not spend the money because money's tight. And also I can watch it in the comfort of my own home, especially when people don't care that much about like the presentation. And most people do not. That's just how it is. Nicole Kidman told me everything. She told, she did tell us, <laughs> she told us the truth. We weren't, we weren't able to see it. <laughs> But I think, I mean, a lot of people just, they talk about like, I don't understand why, you know, people don't like respect movies. It's like, well, it's because they don't, <laughs> they just don't, they don't care about it as much as like you and I do. So, and that's just, we have it's to acknowledge that. So it's like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm very much of the opinion that you can make your art, but if nobody sees it, what was the point? If you like things are changing, people are watching and consuming things in, in, in different ways. They're partaking in art or participating in art in different ways. So what's so wrong about like meeting people where they are? Like if I know if I'm making a movie and I have the choice to like one show it in a limited number of theaters where I know that like 10,000 people are going to watch it. Okay. 10,000 people. Most of the, most likely those 10,000 will really love it. Okay. Or, or follow me here. I could show it somewhere where a million people will watch it, including those 10,000 people that will love it and maybe just shy of a million uh, people that may love it or not will also get to see it who would never have seen it in the first place. I am probably going to side on the one where more people get to see it. Even if that means that more people that don't appreciate it, see it. Yeah, But, there's but also there might be people in that group that do appreciate there's it. There's something super prestigious about it. Like movies, like especially if it, you're a new director, like my movie got into 10,000 theaters. Yeah, sure. But that's just like, that's just an old way of thinking about it. I mean, yeah, but it's still got that prestige attached to it. It still like does. It got a nationwide theater release. Yeah. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Well, I'm saying I, I'm choosing between not a non-nationwide, like a limited screening. But like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, but even then, you're like, we I got we got 45 cities. Yeah, I get it. It's it's exciting. It's like the thing you want, you know. But why is it the thing we want? It'd be like, like I what's mean, it'd wrong be like with my first painting got went straight to the Louvre, baby. And you're like, how many people saw it? Yeah, not a lot, but <laughs> it's just like, like it was at the Louvre. Like, like when Tenet came out, and I was Christopher all, Nolan I was, the was just only like, one of the theater. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like. What when Tenet came out, like his, they were like being stubborn, and it's like, hey, we're not going to show it anywhere but theaters. Nah. It's like, cool, <laughs> no one saw your movie. How are you okay with that? Great. If you're okay with that, you're okay with the thing that you and a ton of other people spent a ton of money and time and effort on. If like no one saw it, yeah, then good for you, I guess. I don't know. It's just like, why? Why is that the hill you're going to die on? Like. The prestige. I'm like, I like the theater. I would rather watch movies in the theater. Yeah. But I'm going to probably pick more people being able to see your work over less people getting to experience it. Honestly, the first couple of times, I would just go with the bigger paycheck. <laughs> the bigger paycheck. The first couple of times. The, the, ru- <laughs> the ruiner of all art. Money. Money. Uh, the, yeah, the first couple of times. That's funny. I'm going for the money. <laughs> what was this movie about? That's whatever. Like, whatever I you want to be about. <laughs> whatever you want to be about, bud. I know I'm going to anger a lot of people <laughs> with my 
with my opinions about all this, but I don't know. I just, I want like the way that you like get people to care about movies again is to not force them to like watch movies the way you want them to watch movies. Yeah, You have to go to people. You have to like meet them where they are. Like if you want people to be excited about movies, look at what they're excited about now. They're excited about TV because it's in a place that's super accessible to them. So let's go, like, let's take the movies to them. Like, let's adapt three or four years like, ago yeah now all these stupid new what's mgm plus doing okay why do i have yeah, to download it <laughs> to watch this I'm just specific saying, show you you download this app right, but i'm this, just saying like is every show gonna have its own app in the future what are we doing maybe. stop this nonsense i don't know i'm just saying it's just i get the whole like there's something different i get it i get it i like the i love the temple as much as anybody else <laughs> But if nobody's in the temple, the dark uh, temple with sticky floors, something's wrong. So where you we need to in ours in ours in our local you can hear the next door neighbors. Yeah, which is also empty. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. 